0: Three, two, one, one and a half, oh yeah, you see what I did there, do you guys see what I did there? You guys thought I was going to start talking at one, and I didn't, I didn't start talking at one, I said one and a half, I threw you guys a curveball, and none of you saw it coming, and now it is too late, it is too late for you guys to do anything about it. What's What's up though guys, how you doing man, this is the third episode of this week Oh, I'm just throwing episodes up there, dude. One at a freaking time. I figured, you know what, if I'm going to podcast, I might as well do it as, as many times as I want to. I know the formula here for this show is put out an episode once a week. I usually do an episode with, with Brendan and David and we'll talk about whatever, you know, after credits, uh, some type of movie review, some type of topic or discussion. I figured that's cool and all, but a lot of times, man, there's some movie news that comes out or just something that I want to talk about and I feel like I'm overstepping the podcast. When I do that, and I realize that's not the case, because these episodes are archived. There are libraries there, right? You could go back and, and look through an episode, or maybe if you're new, you just start scrolling down you just see something that you like, a title or something, and you go, you know what, I'm going to click on that. That's just how it is, man. I want to get better at this, and so why not do an episode every day? Uh, I'm going to continue to do that until I just, you know, I either lose my voice, or I just I walk into the sunset and retire from podcasting forever. Both of those things very unlikely, but uh, yeah. So there was some huge news today on the the twenty sixth that MGM was now bought out by Amazon for eight billion dollars. Eight billion dollars. I I wrote an article about this a couple I guess a couple months ago where I was I was breaking it down to each individual studio that could potentially buy out MGM and the things that they could do with MGM. I know I put Disney on there. I, I, you know, For me, I knew that was going to be pretty unlikely that the Monopoly would come in and they, you know, some other studio would come out there and say, you know what, this is too much for Disney. Disney has too much power. It's not going to happen. But in the likely case that it would happen, what the scenarios could be, some things that they could do with the properties there. I, I think in that article I did write that I felt like they would go pretty heavy with the Wizard of Oz stuff. Or some of the Lord of the Rings uh, things. And so that, that was kind of my prediction. I had Warner Brothers on the list as well. I thought at the time, this is before Nolan has completely cut ties with Warner Brothers, that he would probably do something really cool with that franchise. Maybe a Bond movie. Maybe get a, another big name director. Now that MGM is kind of bought out by a bigger studio. I think I threw Sony in there just because I figured, you know what? Sony could definitely use a win. Right, so Sony is on the brink of probably selling all their properties, too, if if I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I think Spider-Man and all that property over there is is very much hanging in the, in the balance of whether or not Venom can do good. And I think that kind of sucks for them. And so I just broke it down. I totally did not put Amazon on that list. I think that's the thing that's probably the most shocking for anybody is the fact that Amazon completely bought it out. And I know it's hard to think about that, considering that like Amazon, even though Amazon is in the game with Amazon Prime, I mean they are absolutely killing it with the Invisible or the Boys and and a lot of those shows on there. But I figured at this point they're doing so well with their original content, or at least the stuff that they're remaking as original, that I didn't think that that would happen, especially for the price tag of that eight billion. I mean, let, let's look at some of the. Freaking, some some of the properties they have on there. I mean, they got. I said the Wizard of Oz. They have James Bond, which is probably the biggest thing that they have. So I just pulled up some of the things that they have here. I did not realize there were some things on here that they could they could probably do something with. Um, they have Gone with the Wind. I don't I don't know if a remake of Gone with the Wind is would be in good taste at all. And I, I think that movie is too much of a classic for it to be touched. Even though I think just the name alone, though, could probably bring some people in and maybe you could do something where, like, you, you remaster it and put a 4K out there and, and probably make some money that way off a movie that you already own. I'm just kind of thinking on a, a smaller level, right, to kind of break down all these movies and go, how can I nickel and dime each thing so that way I can start making my money back? Because I think this is way different than, for example, you know, Disney buying Star Wars for $4 billion and making almost all their money back. Actually, probably more of their money back on just toys before the movies even came out, right? Like That was their big claim to fame and how they really were able to work that as far as money-wise and and getting the best out of their investment. I don't know if that's kind of the same situation with MGM because MGM, even as great as a studio as it is, I think most of the stuff on here is just a little too old-fashioned for today's movies and i'm not saying that like it's all westerns and kind of these dead genre situations is that most of the movies on here are movies that i think the mainstream audience just kind of goes yeah yeah i'd go watch that right i think like james bond using that as an example again it's like i don't think james bond brings in the crowd that it used to even if you were to reboot it even if you were to maybe kind of switch around and and play with different genders and different races with the James Bond character, even though the Broccoli family will take it to their grave that he needs to be a white man. I, I still even think then it's just that name alone, it it kind of puts people at a, in a weird spot. Well, I wouldn't say a weird spot, but a, a spot where you just go, nah, I don't know, I've seen enough James Bond already. Um, maybe we could finally get this No Time to Die movie for Jesus Christ. Who knows how long we've been waiting for this movie to come out. Um, and, and plus too if you're throwing on Amazon Prime that's that's the thing that I think kind of that's the thing that concerns me and the thing I, the thing I'm talking about is so th- this movie MGM already lost their money on this right when you sit on a movie for that long and you've already lost out of marketing and you have to remarket it and maybe you have to do reshoots on it and then shelf it and then just kind of wait on it and then the physical year goes by and this movie still hasn't come out you've lost money on it so to have Amazon buy it out and then try to remarket it again, maybe throw it up on Amazon Prime just completely, maybe throw it in a, on a small window for theaters, even though I still don't think that's a great idea, considering that like right now we are kind of back in the in the swing of things with movies. Right? You have like The Conjuring coming out. There is a lot of bigger movies that are coming out right now. And so if you're kind of throwing No Time to Die out there, I don't know if that will completely help everything. Not only that, too, but it's, like, I don't know the numbers on Amazon Prime. I know the the big thing over there is, like, the boys and the Invincible, and that probably really brings your, your viewership in. But this also goes to, like, the streaming situation where it's, like, how many people are really going to want to continue to buy a subscription to something just so they could get no time to die? Very, very little, I think. And so I think that puts that movie in a weird spot for Amazon. I'm not... I'm, Trust me, I'm not saying that this isn't bad investment. I like that MGM got bought out by a bigger studio that could at least do right by it. Where they're not just like, you know what? Let me just kind of squeeze everything I can out of this, uh, as far as like movies and just kind of re-releasing stuff, and you know maybe I bu- make a bunch of hacky shows, a bunch of spinoffs and stuff. I think this is perfect for it. I just I don't know if I don't know if the money will be there right away. I think that this, this investment is probably going to take a little bit of time. I think most of the movies on here are not all things that are big fan favorites. I mean, the, the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings series, which there's a show coming out for that, which is going to be mad expensive. I think that stuff could really help. But again, that's still a situation where you go, okay, it's a TV show. It's Middle Earth. It's not, you know, we're not making a new trilogy of The Hobbits or the Lord of the Rings series. So what exactly are we going to do with this? What what can we do with this? I mean, if we remake it, that's probably also going to be in really bad taste. It's just it's a situation where I'm looking at all these movies and going, damn, dude. I could totally see why MGM just sold all this stuff. Because it's like it all kind of just... It expired. <laughs> it really expired. I mean, most of the stuff on here really is just James Bond stuff. You have Legally Blonde. Oh my God. Legally Blonde. When am I going to get my Legally Blonde 4 or 3, whatever fucking movie we're at at this point? Uh, they got the Rocky series. Again, again, I'm looking at this going, what can you really do with Rocky? What can you really truly do with Rocky? I, we are at a, a, a point now where I think Stallone Stalo, Stallone, has kind of taken that role and he treats it the way he should. right? Where he's kind of the old guy now who's like a mentor to Creed. And I think even the Creed movies, too, it's like those movies are fantastic, but can you really make a fourth, fifth, and even sixth Creed movie where people would actually care? That I don't know. I, I know Creed 1 is amazing, Creed 2 is probably on the same level, if not a little bit less uh, interesting as the first Creed movie. But if you're really going to milk this like the Rocky movies, I mean, look at the Rocky movies. There were some really bad Rocky movies. And the reason for that was just considering that, look, we made too many Rocky movies, right? It became a caricature of himself. It just, it, things got weird. So, I'm looking at all this. Oh, my God. All right, you know what, guys? I figured it out. I, I totally see why Amazon would buy this beauty shop with Queen Latifah. That's the only reason you should buy it. Beauty shop? pro, Come on. Beauty shop to Queen Latifah, Tiffany Haddish. billion made in the first weekend. It will happen. Oh, Jesus. Agent Cody Banks. First off, why is every movie on here? Like, in the early 2000s. Oh, okay, well, cool. They got Tomb Raider. I'm assuming there's a sequel coming for that. That is the Alicia Vikander one that... I'm pretty sure nobody saw that. I don't even know. I guess you could do something cool with Tomb Raider. I, I thought it was interesting that they were basing it off the new games, at least. Uh, but that's still kind of up in the air, right? That, that's a situation where even if the movie is good or at least okay, it really does matter if the fans are going to watch it. Because, you know, you, you can't keep pushing those out. The 21 Jump Street series, those are great movies. Those are hilarious. I think Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum both together are really, really funny. Uh, but again, you're in a situation where there's already been two of them. I mean, can you milk it for three, four, even five? Maybe you could. I don't know if you could do it now, considering that both are very, very famous. Much more famous than they were than when they made those movies, right? I mean, Joan Hill at this point is directing movies, and Channing Tatum is going to be Gambit, maybe, never. We don't know. The Christmas Story on here, again, more of these uh, Rocky movies. You have The Magnificent Seven. You have Hannibal. Okay, I'm I'm not joking about this. I think a Hannibal series... Or at least some type of spin-off, maybe another movie. could actually be pretty interesting. I know we got one with, uh, with I believe, with Mad Mickelson. If, if I'm not, not mistaken, I believe so. I believe that was uh, recommended to me by somebody somewhere. I think that could be really cool. Um, and plus two on Amazon Prime, that could be really cool. Because, again, that's no holds barred. So... I would actually find that really interesting if you were to maybe do a show on them. Just like, I guess maybe that's what the Mads Mikkelsen one is. It's a, maybe a prequel. Maybe you could throw it on there and take it from Netflix. Which is also the other thing to this. It's where it's like, okay, I could take some of these movies and take it from competition from, like, Netflix, right? Where Netflix, I'm pretty sure, has some of these movies. Hulu probably has some of these movies. HBO Max probably has some rights to these. And you take it away and now you've... Now forced people to kind of put themselves in a, in a spot where they have to buy subscribership, right? It's the situation like with The Office, where Peacock, uh, NBC's new little app, is like we have—we're the only place you're gonna get The Office now. So it's like, oh, well, screwed. I guess I gotta pay the five dollars to have The Office. It's like people will come, dude, if it's if it's interesting enough to them, and if it's something that they really want to watch in that moment, they will do it. So that, I think that's good on them as well, just to kind of. Bring in stuff for Amazon Prime and really put them in the game. That could be that could be really great for them. Uh, they have the Cabin in the Woods. That was that really cool. Um, Josh Whedon directed movie with Chris Hemsworth. I think that could actually do really well if you were to make a sequel off of it. I don't I don't know about Josh these days. I mean, it seems like he's. I mean, he isn't one hundred percent like come. Firm that like where he's cancelled or whatever That nobody ever wants to work with him But he really has not made a good name for himself Over these last couple years And I think The the Justice League movie that he made Really gets a, a bad rep Even though I, I don't 100% put the blame on him It's just that he is um, Apparently he's not a good person So I don't know if a, a Josh Whedon directed movie these days Would really help You get a Poltergeist movie in there Take it or leave it, bro. I, th- I think Poltergeist at this point, you could remake it uh, 90 million times. It, it really just doesn't matter. You have 2001 A Space Odyssey. You have The Pink Panther. These are all movies that I don't know if you could really do anything with, right? It just, it really adds to your library. There's some franchises here that you could do something with. But, uh, okay, let me, let me at least bring it back to James Bond. Because I think that's really the bread and butter with these movies. Hypothetically, let's just say that they're going to reboot James Bond. And you could literally, like, whoever is listening to this right now, just go ahead and pick whoever you want as James Bond. It could be anybody. I think, like, the fan favorite right now has been Idris Elba over the last couple of years. He's been a heavy, heavy rumor to, to play that character. And, of course, uh, the rules are that he has to be white and be a male. I don't know. If, I don't know how much that still really plays into it. Just just look up the broccoli broccoli family, like just like the vegetable, and look up some of the rules that they have for James Bond. And I know it's changed over the years. About like you know, James Bond uh, represents like a father, right? Where a kid looks at his father and says, "My dad could do anything." Or like, I think the rumor was that the guy who wrote James Bond um, wanted to be like a secret agent kind of guy when he was in the army, but he was not that kind of guy. He was just some. It was just something. He wasn't out in the battle, and so. So, whatever happens with James Bond? Just a little backstory there. Let's just say we get Idris Elba in there. Okay, cool. We've done that. Are we going to get into a situation where it's like... Are are we going to get James Bond as just another spy movie? Or can we really play around with that character? Right? Does it always need to fit the traditional mold... That has just been reoccurring with all these movies. And I think that's the thing that really, really drags James Bond down at this moment. It's like, these Daniel Craig ones over the year. it always seems like it's it's every other movie that hits, right? Like, the first one's amazing. Quantum of Solace just kind of get lost in the dust. Then Skyfall came out, and everybody freaking loved Skyfall. And then I believe uh, the next one after that was maybe Spectra, and people did not like that one. I know, I wasn't a big fan of that one. And then now you have no time to die. And it's like, we're kind of waiting on it. And, you know, it it does feel like this is going to be the last of the Daniel Craig movies. And he certainly seems like he has just had it with these freaking James Bond movies. It's like, you're going to end on a a pretty sour note, I think. And then try to reboot again with Idris Elba. I just, I don't know how well that's going to play out for anybody, right? I think if you kind of sit on it for a while and maybe come back to it in, in... I don't know, five six years you know try to get a, a better director to, to come on maybe like a really big name director I don't think we've ever had anybody really big come do these movies outside of maybe like Sam Mendes but I, I'm still trying to figure it out because I just feel like there is really just no hype anymore for James Bond in general uh, and it's it, it kind of sucks man I, I you know there's been a lot of great James Bond movies out there over the years there's a lot of people who have played that character. There's a lot of royalty the fact that this franchise is alive, right? It's impressive that it's lasted as long as it has, considering the a lot of other options that have come out in movies uh, over the decades, right? And that James Bond is still kind of in a situation where it's still kind of a cornerstone of the movie market. It's, it's the same thing with, like, the kaijus, right? You know, the fact that we're still getting Godzilla and King Kong movies, you know, even after God knows how long, because it's just interesting, right? They're just some something about those movies that brings people in. And obviously there's something here I just don't know if I don't know if you can make really make like a big big blockbuster out of James Bond at least anymore. Regardless of the name you could bring in, regardless of the people you bring in, I'm just I'm just trying to figure it out because I badly want to see it happen and I would like to see Amazon Prime do something well with it. I just for the life of me can't really think of an option where James Bond is back. And the thing that's the thing that kind of concerns me the most about this situation, because it's like that's the thing that's that's really your bread and butter with this. I all that other stuff is fine. I think it's great, but that's a, that's got to be the main thing that really brings your uh, your investment and make it worth it. Um, I mean, I guess maybe you could do also do something with the Wizard of Oz and, and the Lord of the Rings series. I mean, mind you, this is all hindsight stuff. You know, it could be in a situation where like they buy it out. They do put out a James Bond movie and, and for some reason the stars are aligned, right? And yeah, people love it again, right? And I'll com- I will completely eat my words if that's what happens because I would love for that to happen. Um, but it's weird. I mean, shout out to Jeff Bezos, man, for spending that kind of money on this. You know, wonder or two, like a big investment like that, what does that also do in the future for Amazon Prime? And also to it just in general for movies. Because it's like we are now in a situation where the last movie studio that has been trying to sell off its movies is now bought and now bought by one of the biggest streaming apps happening right now outside of Netflix and Hulu. So you got to think about like, boy, there could be a situation where, yeah, we're just going to get a lot of shows and people are just going to stay in. I mean, I'm looking at it now. Like I'm looking at the movies and the movies are really just never going to go away. I I don't think so. I've been going to the movies literally every single day. Um, since it hap- since it's open, since it's regularly open, the theater downtown for me, I'm about, I'm literally about ten minutes away driving. Actually, probably less than that. And I go there, and, and honestly, man, every time I go there, the theater for the most part is pretty full. I mean, I, I always go there during like a weird time. Um, I'll go there at like a two or three o'clock in the morning because I just I happen to have a job that I get off early enough from, and so I could go see movies early enough. But even then, I still see it's full. Or I'll go see something like on a weekend, and you know that theater will still be pretty full. So I think I think we are far off from from theaters completely dying out. But this this does change the game a little bit, considering that most of these movies that are hired that are very traditional that are considered classics are now on a streaming sites. On, on a streaming site that most people probably uh, haven't one hundred percent been on board with. Um, but yeah, anyways, man, shout out to Amazon for buying that out. Maybe I will get an Amazon Prime. I actually don't have Amazon Prime. I have not seen The Boys or Invisible or uh, whatever Tom Clancy thing is out there. I, that, to me, is always the big thing, I think, with Amazon. That was the thing they were pushing really, really freaking hard for. It was like, I think, at first, it was, wasn't it like some Tom Clancy thing where it was like John Krasinski was a part of it, and then now they got Michael B. Jordan in it? I don't know. For some reason, they love pushing the Tom Clancy stuff. Everybody loves Tom Clancy movies. Uh, I don't ever really get it, but hey, I'm just me. So anyways, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being a huge supporter of this podcast. We will be back on a regularly scheduled program probably next week. Um, we're not probably not going to be able to meet up for a Quiet Place review until the following week afterwards, so at least that will give you more time to go see the movie. Definitely go check that out. I'm very, very juiced for it. I'm going to actually go see it tomorrow at the time of this recording. Uh, And I can't wait. And I'm sure Brendan and David are very excited to be on the show with us as well. Anyways, guys, go to Spotify. Go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Go to Stitcher, radio.fm. And also go to Instagram and Twitter. to Go check out all things related to the Cinema Flavor Podcast. And I hope you guys have a great day. See ya.